I'm slightly jealous of this desperate loser, but only by a little bit. Welcome, Mere Mortalites, to another round of the book reviews. My name is Kyron, host of the Mere Mortals book reviews that you are here listening to right now, also host of the Mere Mortals and the Value for Value podcast. And this is a podcast that I record for people who are interested in book reviews. Obviously, you've probably got a fascination for them and you want to dive deeper into them. I regularly on a weekly schedule for those who are new to here and I probably should explain because we are starting to do a different format. I do a live episode every week on a particular book that I've read and usually a book review but sometimes if I haven't particularly read one for that upcoming week I will do maybe a a review of uh, some past books or just some thoughts on reading and one my co-host will also add in a book review every now and then but his is a pre-recorded one so just let that know once a week maybe twice a week depending on uh, the actual week that we're at you might be asking Okay, when do you actually go live? Well, I am live here on the 16th of October, 2023, 10am Australian Eastern Standard Time, which is UTC zero and then plus or minus wherever you are in the world from that. So uh, if you ever do want to join live, that will be the time that I'm recording at for the moment, but that could potentially change in the future. And I probably will have some podcasting 2.0 features added onto this feed. uh, So you'd be able to listen in live, but that's not actually that helpful if you're watching via the video. I do want to explain, I suppose, as well, the type of books that I review on this channel, because once again, I'm starting to do a new format, so I might have some new people coming in. And generally, I like to focus on the older classic type books. So generally something that is 20 years or older, preferably a little bit more just to allow time to have vetted them. I don't have a set genre per se. So if you go back through some of the back catalog, I've read, you know, things like sci-fi like Dune. I'll have classics like the Stoics, Cicero, Plato, things like that. I'll have other philosophy. I'll have technological books. I'll have history books. I will have just straight up fiction and, you know, romance. Honestly, whatever it is, I don't really mind. But generally, I like to go for older books. The stuff that comes out recently, I just, I don't know. It feels like there's a law. You have to really sort through the the trash to find what's good or not for books that have been released in the last five years. So just letting you know, that's the type of books that you'll find on this channel. Okay, that's enough talk. Let's get into the actual uh, episode for today. Who are we looking at? So we're looking at Post Office by Charles Bukowski. Relatively small one. It's only got, what, 160 pages here. And it was published, uh, when was it? I think it was in like the 1970s, something like that. Um, I do have written in my notes here. I'll get to that at some point. Uh, This was not recommended per se by a friend. I've got a friend who, uh, Brendan, who I hang out with a lot. And he really likes Charles Bukowski, especially his poems. And, you know, this was the first book that I found of him. So I just grabbed it. I've had hit and miss recommendations from him before. So coming into this, I was a little bit like, I know he really enjoys this author. And I've seen some of the po- uh, the poems and quotes. And I, I think they, they seem uh, pretty funny or interesting, or he's got definitely something to say. But in terms of the actual book itself, I was I was a bit, mm, I'm not sure. This we'll, we'll see how we go. So... What you'll find from this, just my initial impression, was it starts off super strong, really, really funny, uh, and and outrageous. Uh, there's these real quick uh, scene changes in part one where he's basically just delivering the mail, and you see him going from place to place, and it's just ridiculous encounter after the other. And I, I quite 
liked the the scene changes and sort of like a young man's wet dream to be honest to to read about this because it's basically this post office guy who's like going to these different post offices he's meeting all these assholes so he gets to like almost get in fights with people horny women seducing him slash him (laughs) forcing himself upon them there's this very weird scene right at the start as well so you can kind of see it it starts off really it's it's definitely an uh, engaging book right from the get-go it really captures you and you're like okay this is something different i'm i'm interested in here i want to see what this character has to say and what what he'll end up doing because the, the start is so strong. So, I'll get, I suppose, into a bit of the plot line. We have this uh, character called Henry, also known as Hank Chinaski, who works as a mailman. He lives off of rich women, more or less. So, when he can, he's very much a serial seducer, a uh, very charismatic kind of playboy type of guy. Uh, although, he'll stick with one woman if he finds a good a good type of thing going on. And so, we see when he, when he finds a girl... And he doesn't have to work. He will try and live off her uh, if possible. Uh, and he basically starts off as a post office worker. And then he goes and, uh, sorry, as a mailman working for the post office. Then kind of like a serial gambler slash bum slash loser. Then ends up going back to the post office as a clerk and actually putting mail into slots and things like that. And that's what the vast bulk of the book is is set upon. It is set up into six parts, which uh, probably I guess are like 30 pages each part roughly, but I don't think they had any real distinctions between them. In each one of these as well, that was split up into a couple of chapters, three, four, 19, 20, but they're very, very short. You can have a chapter which is less than a page in length. It's, it's only, yeah, I don't know what that would be, like 100, 200 words or something. So, the, the actual style of it, I, I think is... It doesn't actually have that much coherence to it, which kind of adds to the book as well, because it is a somewhat ir- incoherent book in, at least for this main uh, character, uh, Henry, because, man, he is just doing really weird things. He'll have like sex with crazy people. He's eternally hungover. He kind of has this mirth at the pointlessness of, of life. Um and he's very short-term pleasure-seeking. So, whenever he gets an option, he will take the quickest route. So, if he... Uh, and you see this literally one time when it's raining really heavily and he's driving the mail truck back and he's like, oh, look, I could probably go around all of this area and avoid all this flooding or I could take the most direct route, flood it, get the mail truck stuck and then be like, eh, not my problem anymore. Goes to the office, just hands the keys and is like, fuck off. So, we see... With the style of the book, it's very quick to the point and it's these short jabs that that get to the point. There's not a lot of depth between the depth of conversations between characters. And there are quite a few characters in the book. It's focused mainly on him, uh, which is somewhat the autobiography of, I guess, the main author himself, Charles Bukowski. We'll get to more of him at the end. But it is this very short and sharp, he'll meet all of these different people, he'll have a shitty boss, he'll have this girlfriend, and then he'll replace her, or she'll kick him out, and then he'll find another one, this sort of deal. Um, it's kind of laconic, I guess, if you wanted to put it. It's, 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 it, it almost feels like lazy writing, not that it actually is, but that's the impression you get off from this character. He's just very like, oh, whatever, like, what the fuck, okay, I'll do this thing. And uh, I'll I'll just jump randomly to the point um, to any point in the book here because I think this will give a, an indication of just what he is like. So jumping here onto page sixty five. So 
I had a good sleep for the first time in weeks. I even forgot to set the alarm. I was riding a white horse down Broadway, New York City. I had just been elected mayor. I had this big hard on and then somebody threw a hunk of mud at me and joy shook me. What happened to the birds? Damn the birds. I'm the mayor of New York. I asked you about the birds. All I see is an empty cage. Birds? Birds? What birds? Wake up, damn you. Hard day at the office, dear. You seem snappish. Where are the birds? You said to put them out if they kept me awake. I meant to put them in the back porch or outside, you fool. Fool? And then he's basically just getting into this full-on argument with this with this girl because he let the birds out of the cage and, and just didn't give a shit about her uh, pets, essentially. So, they're very... Uh, that That's this kind of character this dude is. He's getting hard-ons. He's like aggrandizing turns out to be a dream so he's (laughs) so he's actually still the desperate loser that he actually is and gets into a fight with his woman like all in a single sentence so uh that is pretty much what the book is like and i did well by just choosing a random thing because (laughs) that is how it is okay let's jump on to the the questions and themes because there was no real plot to it to be honest it it showed this guy's life over a progression of of like 10 12 years and he just increasingly gets worse and worse as a as a drunkard as not enjoying his job and things like this and what we see from this is life is hard and will fuck you over that is basically what this book is about um it's essentially pointless his his view on life so so why fight against us you could kind of take some philosophical aspects and think, oh, okay, he's seen the pointlessness of life. Where do you go from here? Do you go down the route of uh, more of the Stoics? And it's like, you know, life's pointless, but uh, you can battle against this adversity. You can make it worse for yourself. So, um, you know, retain calm, kind of read some meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Don't let the outside world affect your inner life. You could go down that route. You could go down the perhaps like Kafkaesque or the, the, the um, I suppose, like the ridiculous paradoxical nature of, okay, well, life is a joke. Let's just treat it with this kind of little bit of humor um, and not try and get swept up in the ridiculousness of it all or even perhaps lean into it. For him, it's... Uh, I guess you'd say this is this is kind of his style. That's Bukowski, which is uh, life is pointless. So I'm just going to kind of be hedonistic about it a bit, whilst also bemoaning about just how shit it is. And so uh, the thing I think that really drives his point and changes his philosophy compared to perhaps some of those others I just listed is life is pointless, but there's just enough petty malice to really, really piss you off and make you go crazy, drive you insane. And so, we kind of see this with his character where he he has these awful bosses who, uh, you know, they'll be complaining about body odor and really in strict enforcing it onto everyone else, but they'll be the ones with the worst body odor. He's got this one who absolutely hates him for no real apparent reason, although you could probably come up with some reasons like he's not happy, he's not a real go-getter. Um, so perhaps this is why they dislike him. The bureaucracy of the post office. I fully am on board with this. I hate bureaucracy to a, <laughs> to a, to a point as well, where it is just absolutely maddening. And so we kind of see this where it's just like, ah, okay, how does he handle these interactions? And so there's this thing that he, he basically has to do for the, the post office, which is, uh, he needs to score a 95 out of a hundred and throwing these cards into slots. And basically you have to memorize, okay, 85 is goes into, you know, Westphalia street, um, 73 goes onto Robertson street, 
but if it's like a 75 add dash a then it should go to this different place and you have to memorize all of these things and they are um, they're called the uh what are they called the schemes gotta gotta study these schemes and so if he doesn't do this he's gonna get fired and so we're jumping into here where he's talking with the doctor because he's he's uh he's basically going insane so he says uh, somebody has to stick that letter. Uh, so we have to study these scheme, scheme sheets after working 12 hours a night. And I can't pick the sheet up. If I do, it falls from my hand. You can't study these schemes? No. And I have to throw 100 cards in a glass cage in eight minutes to at least an accuracy of 95% or I'm out. And I need the job. Why can't you study these schemes? That's why I'm here to ask you. I must be crazy. But these are all the. there are all these streets and they all break in different ways. Here, look. And I would hand him the six-page scheme stapled together at the top, small print on both sides. He would flip through the pages. And you're supposed to memorize all this? Yes, doctor. Well, my boy, handing the sheets back, you're not crazy for not wanting to study this. I'd be more apt to say that you were crazy if you wanted to study this. That'll be $25. <laughs> so I analyzed myself and kept the money. <laughs> so it's pretty much all of these things. Like every time he tries to go for help, he just gets shafted over. Like the doctor's like, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, no. Nah. Now pay me, pay me some money. <laughs> and so we see all of these things where it's just like, okay, he's, he's struggling so much. Every chance, like how does he do- deal with all of these things? So his approach is very much to suppress the rage. So not, not go on an insane killing streak or, or anything like that. Um, be wily sometimes. So he actually kind of cheats the system by saying like, oh, you're actually going to fire me maybe. So I shouldn't have to do this game. So he gets a break from that. And then when it actually comes to like the critical point of like there, no, no, you actually have to do with the schemes now. Uh, he, he memorizes it all through like orgies and girlfriends. So he's like, this girl is fucking this guy. She had an orgy on number eight with this guy called Robertson. And so this is how he memorizes it in the end. Uh, or be crazy or play dumb or act like a fool or sweet talk. I actually really like the character. He's a really fun character. You, It's, it's not hard to fall kind of fall in love with him and be on his side and be like yeah okay henry hank he's he's a bit of a lazy piece of shit but you know he's a good guy at the end he's kind of funny he's he does these wacky things he's 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 got a bit of cheek to him and and so you're kind of rooting for him but what you see is like he just keeps getting into these worse and worse situations and essentially like his life sucks and so at the start of the book you might say okay, you know, he's kind of in a shitty job, but he's got a girlfriend, he's got a house, he's paying rent, he seems to be doing okay. But as it progresses on, you see him just diving deeper into this, okay, well, now he's gambling and drinking a lot and he's being eternally hungover and he's actually making a lot of decisions which are worse for him. So, for example, one of the scenes, he's got this good job as like an art, in this art gallery not much work, just has to chill out, minimal hours per day. But he's got this girl who's, I think he describes her as like a young bimbo. So he's 36 at the time and she's 23. She's heiress to a wealthy fortune. And so he's basically staying with her just for the money. Um, And she's like a nymphomaniac, which he also enjoys slash hates because her sex drive is way higher than his. And you see like, she's like, no, 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 we have to get better jobs to prove to my family like, that we that we can be independent and he doesn't want to but he's like all right whatever i'll join the post office again and this is where he joins that 12 hour back breaking standing up all day shitty bosses type of work 
when he had a good job and it's like well okay what are you doing man like you're intentionally deciding to go into a shitter situation like there's no there's no real benefit from this he very much just gets into and it it seems like his main problem isn't that he lacks a good attitude for life it's not that he's not smart enough or that there's any like real problem with him or even with the system that he's in it's more that he's kind of unwilling to experiment when he gets stuck down on a path he just follows it and he doesn't have this ability to introspect and be like okay well i'm doing this i'm sticking with this job to please this girl but it's killing me and this is then making my relationship with her worse so i'm probably not even going to be able to stay with her long term which yes and indeed happens she she dumps him because he turns into like this craggly old just dude who's uh, complaining about his shit life okay well maybe it's maybe i shouldn't do that and i should stay at this old job and you know then i have to decide is she going to stay with me or not if she doesn't want to that's fine at least i'm not ruining my life to try and make a better life that's kind of what he does he ruins his life to try and get a better life <laughs> he he works his off ass off so to try and be lazy when instead he could just be lazy so he kind of misses the point of uh of doing this and then you know he follows the grain of working in a job he hates and then just releases through absolute chaos of gambling getting into fights um he's he's an emotional character he's very much like hard on his sleeve it's it's uh if a bad thing happens to him he expresses it straight away if he's happy he's he's happy in that moment so he's very much a living in the moment which is nice you know good for him but he lacks that delayed gratification as well which uh you can see oh this is this is going to end up in some some bad situations for him uh which yeah it, it i suppose gets onto the author himself charles bukowski he had a rough life man just looking at uh, his kind of backstory he was german born lived in the usa during the great depression and then world war ii so having a german accent and living in the states not a not a great place to be so a lot of suspicion i'm sure there was all sorts of profiling and and just negative interactions that would have came from that uh you, you'd describe him as a troubled genius he was alcoholic uh abused physically when he was young by his father um you know sexist love drunk and in, um, did indeed do most of the things that happened in this book he did indeed work in a post office uh and was writing this actually at the rather old age of 51 so this was published in 1971 um so he actually sort of became famous or became well known as a writer well into the later years of his life and uh, if you've been looking at any of the photos on the screen like basically he's always got a cigarette or a drink in his hand so very much he he the character in this book it was very much him and so uh you know he lived his works i guess you could say which is what adds this authenticity to the book this was him <laughs> and probably a lot of the scenes from this and were and characters were modeled after real people that he interacted with and when you're this kind of crazy wacky zany character you you attract these type of people in real life and so i'm sure we've all met people in, in our lives who there are some people who just kind of are destined for trouble they get into these ridiculous situations and then there's the more by the book they the more standard life i guess you could um put it that way so yeah very very interesting part of the beat generation so if you wanted more books like this th- something like on the road by jack kerouac uh jack kerouac 
uh, which I've reviewed on this on this channel before, is is worth going back to 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 get a feel of that. So yeah, I suppose jumping onto my summary, similar books, recommendations. Ultimately, I was a little bit let down from this. Uh, so on a meta level, the book succeeded. It, it was a book about a guy who struggled and had a kind of downhill life, very zany, back and forth, kind of hard to get a feel for what the book's about and he, what he is about. Well, that's that's how this book came across, uh, which was nice. It just, it really seemed to peter out as Hank got more depressed and slob-like. So, the, the first half of the book was really fun to read because, yeah, he was, as I mentioned right at the start, like, I'm kind of jealous of him. It's this, it's this guy who's just he doesn't give a fuck like he'll go he'll fuck this random chick in this house and then he'll um you know be late for work he's got this shit ass boss so he's like fighting against the system uh and then he finds this girl and and you know goes to her hometown and lives like a king for a bit he's kind of all over the shop and and as a young man it's probably like oh my god wet dream this this is the life to live what you see though when he keeps following this past is um he, he didn't necessarily hate himself. There was not this internal rage against himself and judging himself, but he hated where he was. And they're kind of two sides of the same coin because you your decisions put you where you are in life. So um, where what we see is as he goes on, the book becomes a bit more depressing, gets a bit more monotonous. And, and just to be honest, rather strange, the ending of this was was very strange, which was... Uh, you just get these couple of, I suppose, pictures or, or it's like, um, here we go. The post office department, subject, no decision to Henry Chinaski. And then this letter will refer to address to you dated blah, 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 uh, about your suspension. And you get three or four of these in a row, which is basically just the notes showing, okay, he's getting suspended slash fired. It's just a very random random way to, to end. And then the last parts of the book are him just going on an absolute bender and almost dying essentially sort of deal so uh every escape into the gambling and and sordidry of his life it kind of became duller it kind of became more depressing you're just looking at him and going like oh man you know sure that that was was kind of funny and interesting when you're in your early 20s or maybe even late 20s maybe even early 30s but now he's getting into like the late 30s, now into the early 40s. And it's just like, oh, okay, this is, it's it's kind of humorous and interesting when you're a, when you're younger. But after decades of that, like, God, dude, you, you can't, it's kind of, you're, you're basically a loser now. And it's it's rather depressing. Um, and, and that's how the book went. And um, it actually, yeah, it was, was, was kind of depressing to read. You're like, okay, this is interesting, but... Man, this dude's this dude's really starting to struggle. So overall, I gave uh, Post Office by Charles Bukowski a four out of ten. Nah, I just didn't enjoy it that much. If it, if I'd stopped midway through and it or it had just continued like the the midway through, I probably would have given it a bit better. But for me, it, it I don't know, it, it lost its luster, I guess. And uh, I would actually be really interested for. The, uh, maybe a female perspective of this book because I think so much of this <laughs> is appealing to a young man. You know, it's against the system. He doesn't give a fuck. Like, screw the system, screw all this bureaucracy. I hate this shit. Um, yeah, get to like have sex with women. I'm gonna go drink. I'm gonna take drugs. I'm gonna get into fights. I'm gonna you know be charming and witty and all of these sorts of things. 
I'd really love to know a female perspective on this and if they connected with this character because there's some there's a part of me as as a man which is uh oh man that that's that seems really fun but it's only a little bit because as you witness you go oh, okay nah I, d- I don't want to be like that dude that that seems rather depressing you know the things you can do when you're in your early 20s if you see a 6 year old doing that yeah it's it's a bit yeah it's 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 not it's not a great look so uh, it, it kind of reminded me in The Dice Man by George Gog, uh, Cockcroft as well. A similar sort of thing where it's you, you kind of you feel this little bit of jealousy towards them because they, you know, they can do all of these things which you can't do. But when you look at their life as the book goes on, it, it just gets worse and worse. So, yeah, very, very um, interesting book in, in that respect, but also a little bit sad. So I'm going to go on to the support section. So for those who don't know, this is a value for value podcast. You're never going to hear any ads nor sponsorships in this. I'm never going to get on someone or talk about a book because someone's asking me or paying me to. Nope. I only read books because I find them interesting and I want to to go after it. So uh, that means that I just have to ask for your support at home to, to help uh, support the show if you get some value from this i just ask that you return it and if you get a lot of value you know please return a lot of value there's many different ways you can do this i'll, I'll talk about that shortly but this is the boostergram lounge so i want to thank uh the one and only person from this week and this is ashley glenday who ha- has been streaming for a bit but had never sent in a, a message or a boostergram before so this is uh, actually rather exciting so thank you ashley and he says uh, and i'm assuming it's a he I, I did a quick bit of research and i'm pretty sure but um he says podcast guru ftw for the win greetings from a fellow aussie and this was for the book review i'm pretty sure i did uh, last week and uh this was a two kilobytes uh boost sent in 2048 from ashley glenday thank you so much my friend uh, very very much appreciated uh, I also do have a PayPal link um, that if so that was sent through a uh, through an audio through a podcasting 2.0 app where you can send a message directly within the app with a, a payment as as uh, Ashley has done just here with a number that means something to you. Obviously, is a, a fan of two two kilobytes, so that's really cool. I, I do uh, appreciate that, and um, you know if you if I do the 19, read 1984, send in a 1984 boost. You know if. If you've got a, a book or a number that's uh, important to you, I'd, I'd really love to to see that and appreciate that. And um, yeah, you know, I never knew he was an Aussie. Awesome. Thank you so much, my friend. I love, uh, I'm actually probably going to read a couple of Aussie books soon as well. So maybe that'll be enjoyable to you. So yeah, this is the section just to to thank that, um, to thank Ashley for for sending in that support. This, there's a lot of effort that goes into this, microphones, video, cameras, laptops, uh, all sorts of things, hosting fees. So it does uh, make a big difference for, for to receive some support like this to, to pay the bills, essentially. Uh, I do want to just give a, another mention as well to Ella Stack. They, they didn't provide support, but they provided something else which was valuable, which was um, uh, a comment on one of the book reviews so this was on the youtube and this was for the turn of the papers and the uh, the turn of the screw and the aspen papers by henry james that that book review and they say uh really insightful review so helpful my for my study thank you hey my appreciation i do this for you guys because uh, i really love these books i love talking about them and i hope that i can provide some insights or a perspective that you might not have um come to yourself so this is kind of the point of this channel to to do things like that so yeah uh, very much appreciated thank you for that if you want to be like ashley glenday or um yeah well 
uh, Ellis Duck didn't provide a, uh, a monetary support. So if you want to be like Ashley, go to meremodelspodcast.com slash support and all the ways, the explanations of how you can support are there. There's also some quick and easy links in the show notes. So very much um, appreciated for, for sending in some support via that way. And yeah, I suppose I'll get on to my last section here, which is the value for value. So there's many ways that you can help support this show, time, talent, and treasure. Time is just by simply sharing it on with someone or joining in on the live uh, aspect. If you come join our Discord, I'll, I'll see it there. I do plan to set up a, a uh, live chat at some point, but at the moment you can go there and, and check it out. Sharing the show with a friend saying if you've got any books or anything like that, uh, uh, yeah, who, who loves books, very much appreciated. Uh, if you would like to do a, a book club with me, I'd love to know um, that because that is something that I could set up. But I, um, yeah, I, I do. It would be useful to know if someone actually wants to do it with me. That, that would be super, super cool. Uh, talent, give me some book recommendations. If you think I like this or I didn't like this, I would love to know your thoughts on the book as well. So please give me some some thoughts on that. Um, I'll probably... I'll read these out on the show while I have the ability to to do that because I, I don't have a whole lot of section in that um, uh, content in that Boostergram lounge at the moment. So very much, yeah, want to hear your thoughts on all of these books. I, I do these to to start a conversation, I suppose. And then treasure, much as we've seen with Ashley and how you could easily do with the PayPal as well. So uh, supporting the show in that manner really, really does um, matter. And, and please choose an amount that is uh, worthwhile to you and I look I get it I myself have listened to some creators in the past before and it's like I've watched hundreds of videos and I've, I've still been like eh, I don't really want to support I haven't got that much at some point I think you will go oh, look I've gotten a lot of value from this Karen keeps asking for it I'm just going to provide that back so I am going to keep mentioning repeating this asking and one day you'll be like me and support those creators who have helped you in some meaningful manner and um you know i just got to keep doing this long term and until we get to that point so uh very very uh much appreciated for for when you do that and um yeah if you know someone who who has uh been listening to a long time as well and and hasn't supported the show you know tell them hey freaking do it karen's doing some cool stuff here and he needs your support so We'll leave it at there for today. Thank you very much. Uh, I can give you a little sneak peek for what's coming up next week. I will be doing On Government by Cicero. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I'm not too sure. So we'll have a little bit of Roman um, literature coming coming your way. And uh, also a sneak peek. It's it's rather dry. <laughs> it's rather dry, but I'll, uh, I'll be able to explain it in a way that makes it fun for you. So We'll leave it there. Thank you very much, everyone, for for joining in, for tuning in. And yeah, until the next time, ciao for now. Karen out.